Writer's Advice is a point of connection, a dose of inspiration, and an insight into the creative process of the babes behind the books. I'm your host, Olivia Hillier. Each week, I'll be interviewing authors from around the globe on their creative process and how they got to where they are today and what it's really like inside the industry of publishing. So listen in, take notes, and I hope you walk away inspired, ready to take on the next level of your writing wherever you are in your journey. Welcome back to the Writer's Advice Podcast, everyone. Now, I am so excited because I am joined today by Joanna Penn. And if you do not listen to the Creative Penn Podcast, then what have you been doing? You need to go and subscribe to it right now. But Joanna, you are an author of so many different genres, different pen names, and you have so many books under uh, thrillers, contemporary romance, adventure, but you also have so many how-to books and workshops you're like you're just like the OG of, of how to do it all so I'm so excited to dive into so so much with you thank you so much for joining us today oh well thanks for having me and uh, as you say I've been doing this almost 15 years now so it's like well I guess if you, you do this for, for long enough you end up with a lot of books <laughs> yeah, yeah that's amazing and I want to take it I want to take it all the way back to the start of you know, 15 years ago where you're like, okay, when was the moment we like, I think I, I think I want to dive into writing. I think this is, yeah. How did it all start for you? Yes. So uh, as we were saying, just before we start recording, <laughs> it was in Australia. So I was, uh, I was working as a consultant in the mining industry, which oh, as wow. you know, is big yeah. in Australia. And uh, I was sort of in my mid thirties and I was like, what am I doing? I mean, I'm being paid really well, but I'm so miserable what do I really want to do with my life? And I think everyone hits this point at some point. <laughs> and I was like, what do I really like? I like reading. Uh, I like traveling. And I write, you know, I write uh, journals. And because of being a reader, you know, most of us are, as writers are avid readers. And I was like, what if I could be a writer? I mean, that just seems so crazy. Uh, so this was really sort of back in 2006. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to write a book and I'll figure this out. So uh, my first book, which uh, is is still available as Career Change, which I wrote rewrote later on. But yeah, it's uh, out there as Career Change. And it was really trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And in writing that, then I learned about the... Uh, publishing industry so this is so now we're sort of 2008 so this was before the launch of the kindle it was the beginning of the iphone the beginning of um ebooks digital audio wasn't really even much of a thing uh the print on demand wasn't a thing so to make a living as a, a career as an author you really had to be looking at traditional publishing so i looked at it and then again in australia it was like uh okay someone said it would take a couple of years maybe to get an agent and then to get a publisher i was like no way this is ridiculous <laughs> you know there must be a better way uh so that's when, and I'm always be grateful to the um, Australian Professional Speakers Association, which I joined and learned how the speakers do it. So all professional, pretty much all professional speakers print books and put them at the back of the room. So I was like, oh, this, this is great. I'll be a speaker and I'll learn how to do this. So I went down the, that route first um, and I started my podcast and my website in 2008, end of 2008. 
Um, so that's the sort of, as we speak in 2023, we're at 15 years, uh, which is kind of crazy. Um, but then, so I just started writing and sharing uh, what what I was doing on, on the journey. And then I started writing fiction and yeah, it kind of all just snowballed from there. So you, just to sort of bring people up to date. So I left my job in 2011, uh, mm -hmm. left consulting and we also moved back to the UK. So I've been back in the UK since then. Um, but uh, in 2015 was when the business was like, yep, this business is sustainable. So yeah, I've been uh, full time for, I guess, that what's that, uh, quite, uh, 12 years now. Um, and I, I think the most sustainable way to make a living as an author is have a lot of books, multiple streams of income. And if you want to be an independent, taking advantage of, of technology. So yeah, it's, it's been a been a way. I should also say that I don't write romance. My mum does. Oh. And I helped her publish um, as Penny Appleton. So I write thrillers, dark fantasy, horror yeah. uh, as J.F. Penn. And I write uh, some self-help for writers as Joanna Penn. But um, yeah, so that's kind of where we are. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> journey and I also wanted there's so much to that because like to be a podcast in did you start did you say 2008 you started uh March 2009 when I started yeah. podcasting yeah so you're I feel like just even from that that story I'm like wow such an original thinker because I don't I really don't know how many podcasts like compared to today I really don't know how oh, many there were like five podcasts <laughs> back in 2009 <laughs> But it was funny, we didn't even really call it podcasting. Uh, it was sort of downloadable audio. Um, and then over time, we sort of worked out through an RSS feed. And people don't even talk about RSS feeds anymore, yeah. you know. So, yeah, and uh, I remember my first interview, I phoned someone up on an actual phone, like I haven't had an actual phone for years, right? Phoned them up on a phone and put it on speakerphone. That was the first interview I did. And um, you might be too young for this, but it was an Australian uh, couple of ladies who did three ingredients, a the three oh, yes. yeah 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 the recipe book and they sold gazillions of books they were self-published uh in those days um and it was just uh, th that was my first interview and it's all still there so at the creativepen.com forward slash podcast I've kept everything and my YouTube channel which is from 2008 I started that I've kept all of that too and this is an important point for people which is you are going to improve <laughs> over time <laughs> your writing will improve your podcasting your ability to talk to people you know I'm an introvert we all have to learn these skills so wherever you are on your writing career uh, you will have to learn things and I, again this is probably a big tip is that if you're someone who loves to learn then this is a great career for you um, because you're always going to have to learn new things yeah yeah absolutely and I just I just love this it's like jump in it jump and like obviously like I also love how you've just gone to be like no like I'm not going to wait all this time I'm going to take things into my own hands and I'm going to see um mm. how I do it wow to also have seen the changes in the industry both in all industries that you're in like how has that whole process been for you so did you start just printing your own books like the speakers 
Yes. Yeah. So again, it's, are people always saying, oh, it used to be better. And it's like, no, it didn't. I mean, it, it really was the first, my first, and there's a picture of me standing in front of all these boxes in our uh, living room. And my husband, we got married that same year. Um, so bless him. He kind of <laughs> indulged me, but I did print, I printed 2000 books. And in the end, most of them went into the landfill because, and what I learned well, what I learned was I don't want to sell books from my living room. I mean, I could have done that eventually, but essentially what happened that year. So to, again, 2008, 2009 was the beginning of the international Kindle. So I was one of the first people in Australia to get an international Kindle. Um, I, I, this is still this YouTube video of me going, look, I can get my book on an iPhone. You know, this is so exciting. Like this was the beginning of the mobile revolution, which of course just changed so much. Um, so yeah, it, and then print on demand. So Amazon uh, sort of um, had create space at the time, which is now KDP yeah. print. And what's happened every year really is that what we can do has grown and grown and grown and grown. So now I publish print, hardback, limited edition, beautiful books. I've got my um, my memoir, Pilgrimage, which came out earlier this year. I did a Kickstarter. It's It's got full color pages. It feels lovely. I mean, we can do incredibly high quality print uh, and send it around the world. We can print it in these different locations. We can also do eBooks, digital audio. So I've sold books now in 172 countries, wow. which is, yeah, because you, if you have a sort of digital first mindset, then you can reach readers. And this is the other truth of it. I, I also, I'm so grateful for being in Australia at the time because Australia is a small, a small number of people in a very large country. So I was like, this is, there's like 25 million people, whatever it is in Australia. Yeah. This is not the market for me. Um, so I always intended to sell to Americans. So there's 660 million people in America and they were digital before everyone else. So yeah. I was in Australia, you know, in that time and I was like, right, I'm going to sell to Americans. And that's still the majority of my sales are to the US. Yeah. And this is another, I guess, mindset shift. Um, and I've never pursued bookstore um, you know, people can put my books in bookstores if they want. They can order it on those uh, from the stores. But it's that's never been my goal. My goal has been to reach readers of the types of books who want my books all over the world. And yeah, so it's definitely a different way to go about things. But um, yeah, sort of where your market may be elsewhere other than the bookstore down the road. I love this so much and I'm just like obsessed with your brain right now because, because even coming from Australia now in 2023 and I, and I absolutely love this country but I still feel like I'm always looking at the US and, and even the UK of like okay what's coming next and, and what like how do you stay ahead of the market and obviously the population etc because even here obviously yeah it's to do with the population and a number of things but it's it's still a little bit behind. I still feel like we're a cut. We're definitely years behind, and, and we're isolated compared to the rest of the world. So to be here in two thousand and eight, when you know all these things haven't been officially launched yet, like a lot of people still don't even use Kindle here. It's, you know what I mean? Compared to um, other places in the world, where it's like, I just think you've if you just always had that brain of like, I'm what's next? What's next? What's next? What's coming up? 
is that just kind of your natural thing? uh yeah and I mean yeah. I I a couple of years ago now I did the Clifton Strengths assessment which I yeah. highly recommend for yeah. people and two of my biggest strengths are strategic and futuristic and so I guess I just have that kind of personality but I also have input and learner and intellection so I think uh, I love to get all these different sort of streams of input and then I think about them and then I turn them into books basically that's my creative <laughs> process but in terms of um you say that about Australia but actually I the people I hung out with back in 2006 to 2008-9 were the the early bloggers so yeah. pro blogger Darren Rouse is Australian um Yarish Starak who is the guy who kind of taught me about online entrepreneurship in was in Brisbane yeah um so a lot of the early blogging entrepreneurs were in Australia so those are the people they also kind of shaped my view which and what was so funny is I went along to some writing groups and and this is I think another tip for people if you want a career this way there's the craft side Mm -hmm. And you learn that and you learn that from certain people. And I used to go to, you know, the Sydney Writers Festival. Um, I went to the Queensland Writers Centre. I did all of that for the craft. But the business, you will probably have to learn from other people um, because most authors don't run a business. Mm -hmm. Most authors want someone else to do that for them. And I was always interested in having a business as an author as in I was like I want to leave my job in the mining highly paid mining industry and become someone who makes good money uh, as an as a creative uh, I'm, I don't never accepted the poor author in the garret yeah. you know my model was more like the Picasso or the James Patterson or the Nora Roberts some of the most highly paid authors uh, people in the world are authors who own and control their intellectual property so those are the things that I kind of had in in my mind. So I wouldn't say that Australia is behind. What I would say is that there is still a, fo a more of a focus on the artistic side and the craft yes. than there is on the business. So what I would say is learn from those places we just talked about um, around craft and then go look for other sources around business uh does that make sense yeah 100 yeah, yeah yeah that is that is very it's really good because essentially it is a product business that you're trying to create yeah. it's you don't have to think of it so much in the whole yeah blending it together with keeping those those two separate parts which I absolutely love what you said that's that's so clear so thank you now please tell me <laughs> from the start to the four years where you're like okay I'm going I'm going for this I'm going for the podcast and then like developing to what podcasting is today and then all your writing when was the point where you're like okay yep yeah, this is this is exactly where I want it to be and this is like this is everything that yeah I dreamed of. I'm quitting job working for for real and, and making this my full time thing. Uh, well, that that's not the point. You quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what happened? I think is that really I so 2008 was the global financial crisis, <laughs> uh, and we all got laid off. Like all of us got laid off in in my industry, and uh, I went and I did find another job but I was so miserable like I was crying at work 
Um, I remember I would go to, you know, you're in Brisbane, that that square down there, there used to be a bookshop on the square near the near the railway station. And yeah. I would go to that bookshop every lunchtime and I would buy thrillers and I would read them on the train on the way to work and the way home. And it would just it would kind of keep me going. I could just escape into these books. Um, so that when I, I was like, right, I need to get out of this. And as part of that, we made some big lifestyle changes. And again, I'm incredibly grateful to my husband who went along with this mad idea um and basically we sold we sold our house um we sold our investments because I was earning a big chunk of money mm. and the own but we our outgoings were also high so I could see that in order to shift careers I would have to take a drop and this is the reality so again everyone has this vision of oh I'll write a book I'll get a book deal I'll make a million dollars and then I can retire and that's it you know <laughs> but that this is not the reality for 99.999% of people so I was like okay so if I'm going to do this I'm going to take an income drop but I'm confident that I can get this back up again um so uh we downsized we also moved back to the UK because I my creative um self my muse is inspired by European culture and history and archaeology and all these things uh, I am European I feel European <clears throat> so we moved back and downsized and then I uh, that's when I went full-time so I we also had savings so this is a big mm. thing you don't just chuck in your job to become an author like literally don't do that yeah. so it took me uh I, I first started writing that first book in 2006 and I was doing all the mindset work, the sort of, I'm going to make this work. I was learning the business at the same time as the craft. I quit my job in 2011, but it wasn't till 2015 that my income overtook where I had been before. So four years of dipping and then coming back up again. And it's never, I've always, since 2015, I've always earned more than I ever did in IT consulting. But uh, I want to make it clear to people that it, it's a process. <laughs> and by then, I guess by the time I was making more money, I probably had 15 books uh, on other income streams. So I taught courses and I have nonfiction and all of this. So again, it wasn't just like I'm a fiction author and that's it. Um, so, yeah, I think you have you have to consider this balance. And then over time, like what I'm doing at the moment is shifting more into my JF Penn side, more into my fiction side. Um, just built a Shopify store. JFPenBooks.com is my oh, new yeah. store. Yeah. Um, so I'm shifting business models again. So, again, it, things change. The industry yeah. changes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I absolutely love it. And I think this is what I love so much about you is you're so realistic and you say you say it how it is because, you know, you can't, but in a, in a great way because it's you have to treat it like a business, right? So when you like, when you start to see those incomings, they're going to be out, you need to put everything you can into it, particularly if someone's in those early days. So I feel like that is so important and you, you share so much of this. When was the moment where you're like, I really want to start teaching this more of like courses as well. And I want to put these into workbooks and I want to show everything and, and share everything that, that you had been through and learned as well. Uh, well, that that was, I think many of us have that urge to help other people. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the first things that happened to me <laughs> in 2008 uh, was I printed all these books. So that was a mistake, but the mistake led to a very, you know, it was, it it cost me money, but that learning that 
saved my business because I learned how to run a digital first business. But the other mistake was uh, I signed up for one of these, they call them like compilation books. And this was again in Australia. It's like pay money, you'll have a chapter in this book and then you'll get some copies. And it's like a, it's a classic I don't want to say it's a scam because some of those books can be good, but some of them are scams. Again, it's yeah. like all these things. Yeah. And so I fell into that. And because one of the authors who they'd named was someone I was like, oh, my goodness, it'd be amazing if I was in a book with them. But that wasn't the reality of what happened. And so I was like, do you know what? I need to tell people what I'm learning. And so I started the creativepen.com. And if you use the Wayback Machine... <laughs> And look at my website from December 2008. It is hilarious. It's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but I just wanted to help other people not get scammed and not fall into the trap. So, again, some of my earliest YouTube videos, there's this video of me explaining print on demand. And if people don't know, it's like someone orders a book and one copy is printed and sent to the reader instead of you know, printing 2000 books and then pulping them, which is the reality of most of the publishing industry is that a lot of these books do get pulped. And so I was learning all this stuff and I wanted to share it. So that's why I started sharing. And I didn't really realize where things would end up in terms of courses. Again, it was just a case of some people learn through video mm-hmm. um, some people learn through audio um, and some people, I mean, I like audio first now, so I'm primarily podcasts. But um, I think it's just, it, it literally is just a case of being one step ahead and trying to help people behind you. The same reason we're having this conversation. It's yeah. somebody list this something might help somebody listening. And also it's the relationship. So I found that my podcast, some of my best friends now are people I met on my podcast or through yeah. Twitter, which is now x as we record this i mean it doesn't yeah, yeah, exist yeah. anymore but in fact it's uh, and this is another tip i mean i really didn't have any author friends when i was living in brisbane where you are now i had friends from my day job and i couldn't i couldn't seem to make any author friends because all the authors going to these courses at, like the queensland writer center and other places and the bookstore things were all literary writers who wanted to win the literary awards and I was like why am I so weird why am I so different and but again I was super lucky because at that point Twitter launched and so the earliest people I met were like Australian writers like Alan Baxter who's a fantastic award-winning Australian British writer um we met on Twitter early in that year and I was like oh here's another weird person like me so social media has been amazing for finding people who have similar interests and kind of helping to break through the barriers that you might have in just your physical network and then over time you do need to build physical networks but I I must say again that it's more important in somewhere like Australia because people are so spread out Mm. um so you might not be able to network so much in person yeah absolutely and you're so right we have it literally at our fingertips like if there is anyone that you want to reach out to you can like that like Mm. we are so blessed with how much how much things are evolving around us right now Mm. like you don't have to it's not that whole sit and be a lonely writer (laughs) 
Although you can be if you want, yeah. uh, that's fine too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the balance. <laughs> I love that so much. And so now you say that you're moving into a different, like a, you're like changing things up in your business again. Is this just something you're like, yeah, okay, we need to adapt, we need to evolve and we need to like move around things and move into what feels right for you? Yeah, I think, again, we talked a bit about the changes that have happened. The industry is fragmenting ever ever faster yeah. um, obviously the the rise of a lot of the ai tools um the mm -hmm. how how the the world is now sort of pay to play uh that kind of thing and so really i'm shifting to more of a direct first model so earlier this year for my first memoir pilgrimage i did a kickstarter and that went really well and i'm for the last sort of 18 months I've had Shopify stores I mean I've always sold books direct even from the beginning but yeah. now I'm making it's almost like a direct first so it's a sort of Kickstarter Shopify and then publish everywhere else um, yeah. so right now for example as we speak my um oh I'll just reach out and grab it my new horror novella oh my gosh they live <laughs> obsessed with that cover I love that yeah it's pretty cool so that's yeah. the so right now, as we record this, it's available on jfpenbooks.com. So you can buy it from me and then it's on pre-order at Amazon, Kobo, Apple, all the usual stores. So the point being that the model changes to reward your email subscribers, your audience, and yeah. also you get more money. So I can make like 95% of the revenue by selling direct and then I have the book out everywhere else so people can find it everywhere they usually buy books but uh, I have given myself more of a sustainable chance to make a living because as you know these um, if we're paying for advertising your profit is eaten into and that's that's the reality however you publish so if, if people are like oh I'll just get a traditional publisher and I won't have to bother with that. That's not how it works anymore. They will have to pay for marketing and you will also have to do marketing. So these are the realities of the business. But um, creatively, I guess the other thing I'm feeling is that um, I, I mean, I've written like 20 novels, uh, but I'm ready to make that more of my focus going forward um, and take more of a step back like 15 years is a long time right and there are a lot of new voices you're an example of a new voice um and so I feel as part of sort of being more mature is a terrible word but you know many more years in the business I'm like yeah. I'm really interested to hear what you think uh people hear enough from me so uh I'll you know I'm kind of stepping back from speaking a lot yeah um, doing all that just to focus more on creating the books that are, I have so many books I want to write and I feel like I, I really need to get to them <laughs> that's exciting I mean I, I think that's a beautiful space to be in too especially I like that seems I just like it's like that creativity is like itching at you it's like I really need to get to this list of books yeah. that are just like dying <laughs> to come through me which is absolutely amazing and I I just think also with what you said with that, it's like learning to, it's like keeping everything yourself and keeping, you know, your own IP, you get to play around with that and you get to play around mm. with the business of, okay, yeah, this is the direction that I want to go in now, or this is what's best for me. And you know what, I built that, you've, you've spent your years building that incredible audience to like, you know what, these are my people who I'm going to have this Kickstarter mm. and that with, which I think is so great. And that's the best thing about being able to 
play around with how you want to adapt and change as it goes on, which I love. Yeah. And of course, I'm certainly not anti-publisher. I've licensed my rights mainly in uh, foreign language and I'm always open to, I'm open to discussions. uh, But yeah, the contractual deals are the the thing to discuss. Um, So I think, I think that's really the the idea but as you say if you own and control your rights you get to change things so even um I haven't got one handy but I uh, you know we change covers right um we change and again it's part of as you mature as a creative so even uh my first novel which is up the stone of fire um again I wrote my first novel it was originally called Pentecost and I was living in Indrapilly in Britain when I wrote that and launched that and there are still pictures on my website in fact if people are interested thecreativepen.com forward slash timeline that timeline has a lot of the points of my career in and one of those points is that first novel and what's interesting so it was called Pentecost it had a completely different cover and my name on the cover was Joanna Penn and then over the well I published it in 2011 so over the 13 years or yeah 12 years since then I've rewritten it twice uh, and maybe even three times but the biggest rewrite was last year so it was a decade later I rewrote it I renamed it Stone of Fire I've redone the cover like multiple times so that even the just the journey of that book and what happens as you become a better writer as you learn more about branding I changed my author name to JF Penn after a couple of novels I realized that I was a different person as a fiction writer than I was as a nonfiction self-help. Um, so all these things have happened over the last 15 years. Now, if I had published that book with a traditional publisher, I could not have changed the title, the cover and my author name because, well, I just wouldn't have had the rights to do that. And yeah. I feel now Stone of Fire, which is the first of 12 novels, it feels now like, OK, it's up to date with who I am. <laughs> Now, I don't suggest that people spend time rewriting all their books, but I think there's something about that first novel where you you learn so much. Um, some people just put, they call them trunk novels. They just, you know, put them away. But that book changed my life. It really did. So uh, I respect it enough to rewrite it and relaunch it multiple times. <laughs> Beautiful though. You, you have the capacity to, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to keep this going. Because like... It- the same time too when you're putting all your effort into writing something and writing a novel and it's like actually you know what I think there's something I could change in that you have the capacity to you can when you come back two years later after everything you've learned more which I think mm. I'm, I'm excited to go five years down the track and rewrite some things that are <laughs> but um I think that's the beauty of it all oh my gosh now Jonah I could talk to you forever and you have given so much um so much goodness already but there's two big I usually ask um authors one particular question of what would be your um best advice for say someone who's in the manuscript trenches right now or an up-and-coming writer but I'm gonna ask you two questions (laughs) that is one for but I'm gonna ask you one on the craft side of it and then one on the business side of it so you just like a, a snip of a snippet of advice for someone who's in the manuscript trenches, writing something, but then also is looking at at keeping those rights and and making it their own. Yeah, I think the biggest tip um, for finishing the book uh, is schedule your time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think because obviously when I was in Australia, I had a day job. You know how hot it gets 
in in Brisbane, Queensland. And so we, I would get up at five and write five to five till six a.m. I would write and then go to work. And we usually would go to work earlier and come home earlier. Um, yeah. Because once I got home from work, I just didn't have the brain power to write. So, but what I did was I scheduled that time and then I got up and I did that time. And that block of time, whether you use it for research, writing, editing, and then in the evening, what I would do is I would learn the business. So um, that's when I, and my early podcast interviews are from Indra Pili, you know, that kind of thing. So it's it's almost like you you have to schedule that time. And that, to be honest, it's true for both the craft side and the business side. You have to make time. And so I used to use an old school Filofax. Now I use a Google, um, Google Calendar. You can use iCal. Whatever you use, you must schedule time to achieve your goals. But certainly I would say if you haven't finished a draft, ignore everything else. You must, must, must finish your book. Um, because by the time you get your book out there, the publishing industry may well have changed completely or the marketing industry will have changed. So don't get obsessed about where you might have to get to in the future. Just finish the book and yeah. then work on that later. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh, that is mm. such such good advice. Oh, and the, the tip for the business, I think, is probably the long term thinking. So consider where you want to get to. So like for me, it was always I need to make six figures. That was always my goal. How do I get there? Um, and that but that was always on my mind and figuring out how to get to six figures and then multi six figures or whatever. And the best way to do that. But what is your goal? So mine was to leave my job. For many people, that's not their goal. So decide on your publishing choices, your marketing choices based on your actual goal and it's not someone else's goal it's it's your goal yeah absolutely oh my gosh Joanna you're incredible <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you for everything that you have shared today can you please I'm I'm dying to hear a little bit about can you give us a little snippet of pilgrimage and your upcoming horror Oh, well, Pilgrimage is a, it's like a midlife memoir of walking three ancient ways. Um, so it is about long distance walking. So I walked the Camino de Santiago in Spain and here in the UK, the Cuthbert's Way and the Pilgrim's Way. And that book is both practical tips on long distance walking, but also uh, my experience of midlife um, menopause, you'll get there one day, <laughs> um, and recovering from COVID. So it's really a, it's really a midlife shift with long distance walking involved. Uh, Catacomb, uh, I'll just I'll wave it around again. <laughs> I love it. It's, um, it's a horror novella. It's basically uh, you know what how far will a father go to save his daughter? Uh, so it is it, I don't know if you know the movie Taken with Liam Neeson yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so I love that movie um, yeah. and then it's also kind of Grendel the Beowulf story of going down into the depths and uh, uh, getting the monster so it's, it's basically monster horror but it is uh, yeah that part of me that has those darker side I guess yeah. so that's by Catacomb by J.F. Penn and uh, that is as I said um, my main my main podcast is the creative pen podcast with a double n if people want to listen uh, or my fictions at jfpenbooks.com or everywhere books are sold oh my gosh <laughs> i love it thank you so much i'll make sure that all of that is in the show notes thank you so much for joining us today thank you for everything that you've shared with us and i yeah it's been lovely to chat oh thanks for having me